Hello, this is Jessica. Jessica, it's Joey Jingola. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I am good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. My biggest concern is, is do I hire a team of people to help me do this? Or is it going to be more cost effective and not as much liability for me to use a managing general agency? Um, because they're doing a lot of the back end work and they're, they're shopping the accounts and they're, you know, um, helping, you know, maintain the account. Yeah. Because with, with the larger groups, it's a little concerning for me because I haven't done it, so I don't know what to expect. The smaller groups, maybe once I do a large group, I'll be fine doing on my own. But I know the Pennsylvania group's gonna be another large group. I don't know. It might depend on how much of what they can do. And that was my good friend, Jessica Birch, out in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California, out of uh, Bryce Point Insurance there. And uh, so if you haven't, obviously, again, Go catch up several episodes of Jessica kind of talking about her story um, and, and what she does, catching you up real quickly. Um, was in the accounting world for a long time, has made her way over recently to the insurance world and has leveraged those relationships to um, work her way into some larger niche commercial business and is now looking to kind of piggyback on that commercial business and focus on maybe a little health insurance benefits actually getting into my wheelhouse a little bit. So I get a little excited every time we get an opportunity to talk about that. Um, but Jessica's saying, Hey, do I, do I, she's currently working with a, a managing general agent with some of her accounts in other States. She's in multiple States. You know, so she's going after the big accounts and she is not really caring where they're at. She's obviously located in California, but you know, she's looking, you know, Colorado, Pennsylvania, uh, all over the country of just, she's looking for something, that's going to fit the size that she wants. And, you know, being new to basically insurance in general and, and, and believe me, you might just, just, just a little smidge, just be jealous, envious. You might just hate Jessica a little bit. If you hear again, how, how, um, how blissful the beginning of her insurance career is. No, I'm kidding. It's actually, I, yes, uh, very, very impressed with Jessica and, um, and, uh, and, and the ease, ease of which she makes it look anyways. Um, so yeah, so she's talking about, should I, should I hire my own team? Uh, should I outsource it? Uh, should I keep using these general agents? And this is going to probably be a giant episode of Joey's going to talk about something that he really doesn't know anything about. So strap in for that, do what you want. Full disclaimer. Um, again, you know, my experience in the, the health insurance world has never, uh, really cross state lines for the most part and has never really um, handled groups of the size of which Jessica might be referencing. So here we go. Anyways, one thing I can say, right? And this is this is just kind of overall general talk here. And the thing that I think, you know, from the from the arrangement that Jessica has described to me is that she's taking I believe 99% of the commission and these managing general agents are actually on the ground doing a lot of servicing, doing a lot of shopping, really having some hands-on work here. They're doing it for 1%. And that, you know, uh, 
that sounds a little risky. If it's me, just I don't know because it just I just I have to ask Jessica. Could you possibly be letting a fox into the hen house? You know, I don't know if they would take the business on their own. They probably could. And that would be something that I would have to be concerned about. I think they obviously have the means to do it, but um, I have not signed any contracts with them as of yet, but I will probably have to take a peek at it when it comes in and see what it says. So I've definitely had a healthy or maybe unhealthy amount of paranoia beaten into me over the years of my insurance career. And um, yeah, so that's something that I would kind of be worried about because especially, I mean, the commission split is just so imbalanced, unbalanced. It's just, it's not very even. And, you know, somebody that's, that, you know, boots on the ground sort of thing, doing the dirty work, elbows deep in the thing. And Jessica's sitting over there, you know, in California, you know, they're thinking, man, just living the life, sipping, you know, umbrella drinks. They're thinking, man, well, let's, uh, let's maybe, let's maybe figure out, figure a way out of this. I don't know. Maybe there's some deals and Jessica saying, I haven't looked at the contract. Hasn't come over yet. I'm going to take a peek maybe. And again, this is again, Joey, not knowing what he's talking about. Maybe there's something in the contract that says, Hey, we can't even sniff around this business for X amount of years for whatever. I just still, and again, I would imagine knowing insurance agents in some capacity and what we are occasionally capable of, I would imagine that that loophole is, you know, probably um, it's, it's, it's very familiar, uh, for that managing general agent and they might know exactly just how to nestle around it, if you will. And, uh, even if they don't know how to nestle around it, they sure as heck are going to know exactly when it ends and are going to be ready to sneak in as soon as it does, whatever the, you know, the terms of the contract, I don't know, maybe the contract goes with the business. I don't know. It just feels like, um, Jessica would be possibly putting herself in a position to, you know, maybe a year to a couple years into that business to where, you know, they might be staging the coup and, and things might be happening. It just kind of feels that way. And that's where I don't know logistically what it would look like for Jessica to build her own team. But, you know, again, if, I mean, if you're dealing on the group health side of things and you kind of keep your ducks in a row and, I mean, it might be a crazy couple months, you know, from, you know, October, November and December to where, you know, you might have a couple, one or two other people that are with you and you're, you're taking, you know, you're splitting the country in half and and you're splitting up and you're going to do these enrollment meetings yourself. And that feels safer to me personally. I don't know. I don't know how many of you are operating on, on that sort of scale, but it doesn't seem completely irrational that, you know, just a couple people, uh, handling, you know, again, a handful of large accounts can find the time to, you know, again, if the commissions are there to, to make the stops, right. To make the rounds, go shake the hands, kiss the babies, do the good work and actually show your face and, and maybe make that the thing, right. Because otherwise, you know, the further you continue to be from that and the more time that elapses and the more contact that they have with that other Fox. Sure. We'll go with that. I guess. Why not? Uh, you know, the more attractive they possibly become and they kind of forget, you know, uh, I don't want to say your foxiness. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't feel appropriate for a business ish podcast, but I said it. So I guess it's gotta be there. Um, anyways, 
they're just going to start to think about the other person more because they're there. And, and, and again, they're incentivized financially because they're getting their 1% and you're taking the 99. Uh, so anyways, I guess my point is, is how much, you know, to, to outsource or not outsource, depending on, you know, when you've got another insurance kind of managing general agent, when you got another agent in there and there's that much of a disproportion, a share of the commission, I feel like, I feel like you're just asking for a few things to go wrong because ultimately, you know, yeah, Jessica's got some good relationships that she's leveraged over the years. And that's where a lot of this business has come from, but how strong is it? How much does it hold up over time? And ultimately, you know, what have you, or what will you continue to give them that constantly reminds them of why they would not want to consider somebody else? (laughs) <laughs> exactly. No, and that that's very true. The thing about it is, is that the clients that I currently have, they're only with me because of me. And But when I acquire clients that are not with me because of me and they're just coming to me because they maybe like the service or they're pissed off at their current agent or broker or whatever, those are the ones that I will potentially lose to somebody else. Yeah, I think that you made a very valid point. This might be a stretch and I just might be reaching for something that I know a little bit about. That's a possibility. Fully, fully prepared to admit that. Uh, However, again, if they're coming just for the service or again, they're just upset with their existing broker. uh, Yeah, those are, those are probably my, again, uh, my dad always told me they're going to leave you the same way they found you. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. But um, it's interesting because and what I would say, how do you, so the question, I don't know that Jessica really asked it. I'm going to ask it just to kind of, we got a few more minutes to fill. The question that I would ask is how then can you continue to deliver that value to keep that connection strong, even though you might not actually be there. And that's where, again, you know, I've said it a lot. It's, 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 yeah, people want to see your face and, and want that connection possibly, but they really want to just continually continue to be reminded that you are the person that knows more about whatever it is that you're doing for them than anybody else. Right. I think, and it's your ability to consistently deliver on that want and need that's going to allow them to constantly not think about anybody else. And Again, when you're dealing with a vast distance here, the easiest way definitely is through content. And, you know, we talk about a lot about content of attracting new business, but, you know, when you're creating and putting those things out and putting them together, you know, maybe even in this case, if the, if the account is large enough, you know, a custom piece of content, right. You know, breaking down and and reviewing, you know, whatever they're obviously their benefits and, 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 and doing that process and, and making something very special and, and unique for them versus, you know, just, just handing out some generic company brochures and things like that, you know, p- putting yourself up, putting together a nice little video and some whatevers and an article and just some nice custom content that might actually do that. Or even if you're, you know, you can even you know, obviously do some generic catch all stuff again, you know, uh, a good best of list is a, is a great way. I've, you know, definitely have clients that, uh, 
you know, they're actually saying, Hey, I've been waiting for your best of list. It's not out yet. Where I haven't seen it. You know, I've had that, you know, in years past where, you know, they're waiting for that piece of content. That's how they found me. They're waiting. They're just actually conditioned. You know, I've tried to actually call them on the phone and they're like, eh, I'm waiting for this video. Where's it at? And I haven't gotten it out yet. And they're, they're getting on me and they're making me feel bad, hating life. But what can you do to bridge that gap and to strengthen that again, relationship when you're not there again? Um, you know, I, it feels like I'm, uh, I'm saying it a lot, but you know, how else can you continually deliver value uh, when you're not there, you know, it's, it's through, you know, content, it's through stuff that you can put together and then send over outside of jumping on a plane every three months or whatever, whatever makes them feel, you know, special. I'm guessing that the commissions don't justify that, but who knows? I could be wrong. The thing is, I think at the end of the day, if, if you're struggling to decide, you know, how much of something or someone do you need? It's just, Hey, you know, should I, should I bring somebody in to do this? Should I let somebody else take it? And I just think you know, definitely in this, this circumstance, you know, I want to, I want to, I, I want to think the best of you and other agents out there, but, but again, I just can't help but think of the unnecessary risk that you would potentially be taking again, allowing these other brokers, these, these other managing general agents to come in and, do so much of the heavy lifting for such a little return and not kind of think that at the end of the day, you know, that outsourcing is going to be one of the most dangerous things you could have possibly ever done. Are we going to take this into a possibly questionable, darker place than necessary, you know, this soon into our relationship here over on Agency Nation Radio? But it's really going to give you uh, a little glimpse into, um, you know, how my brain works on occasion. And uh, and so uh, whenever I'm out in society, I can't help but think and just look at some dude I'm walking. usually happens at Walmart or something. You just see the guy and you're like, man, I kind of feel like you might have killed a dude sometime. Have you ever done that? Like you just look at somebody and be like, man, have you done something awful, terrible that I should really be nervous about? You know, cause you always seen the horror movies or the suspense movies, like the bad guys just innocently just around like a bunch of kids or something. And you're freaking out cause you know he's a bad guy, but they don't know he's a bad guy and you're freaking out at the audience. I mean, that's gotta happen like in real life, right? Like more than we think you do that. Or am I just exceptionally paranoid? Speaking of paranoid. Like, what are some of the other things that you think? I don't know if I really want to get into the other, you know, things like you know, just you know, criminal activity, right? Like, how terrible of a human being could you be that I don't know about? Just, just a thought. I don't know. I like to think the best uh, or the most of people, but sometimes, you know, you just you look at a guy and you think, hmm, I don't know, I'm not sure about that. Probably something behind that, and I don't know. So, what, what is your thing? I'm, have you ever, I mean, you know, even sitting in like a restaurant, say, hey, I don't know if I want to be sitting next to this guy. Have you done that? Have you, do you, do you do that? Or is this just reserved for my slightly dark and twisted, you know, paranoia, potentially? Joy at agencynation.com. Uh, if you would like to um, prevent your dark and twisted paranoia creeping up inside of your insurance agency, then why don't you head on over to Agency Nation University, and that's going to be the place where City Row can show you a lot of the stuff that you need to not uh, feel terrified. See, look at that fantastic segue. 
for. Anyways, I don't know. Uh, I still don't know where you need to go. Uh, I'm going to look that up one of these times. I promise. Maybe by the next episode. Just go to agencynation.com and uh, there's, a, there's a graphic or a box somewhere to, to join Agency Nation University or check it out. But go ahead and do that. Uh, otherwise, we'd love to know your slightly kind of demented thoughts on how bad you think some human beings are. Joey at agencynation.com.